So how do you feel about Facebook event invites? I create Facebook events for all of my parties. I have never created a Facebook event. Usually if I do RSVP, I'll just hit maybe. The maybe always strikes me as a, I like you, but not enough to actually commit being with you. I would respond if I like want people to know that I'm going to this cool event. I won't say I'm going or not. I like to leave it a surprise. Either people have quit Facebook and they don't see it. They are using Facebook, but don't actually check it. I, I did not know that they see that you have seen the invite though. Is there a way to turn that off? People will say that going like not show up once in a while i'll be like hey i can't come if i want to be invited to an event they're having again hello and welcome to why'd you push that button a show where caitlin tiffany hi and ashley carmen that's me talk about all the decisions we make with technology you guys know the drill by now Mm -hmm. like you know today we are talking about facebook events yes surprise surprise it is 2018 and we are talking about facebook (laughs) Would you have ever thunk it? You know, got to throw a bone to my good old mom and dad. They're on Facebook day in, day out. This show's for them, too, even though they never listen. My parents listen. They know Facebook. Well, great. Congrats. Well, okay, here's the thing about Facebook. Everyone uses the events function. Like, anyone I talk to is like, yeah, I use Facebook primarily for events. True. I would have deleted mine years ago if I wasn't afraid of not getting invited to any more birthday parties. Yeah, so the events function is a huge part of Facebook, and... An obvious decision you have to make when you're invited to an event is whether you're going. And Facebook gives you multiple options. We're specifically talking about private events here, not public. So that you're going, what are the options again? The options are going, maybe, and can't go. Okay. So yeah, when you receive an invite, you're confronted with those three options. And I think we've kind of decided here that there's two camps. Either the person who is very timely with their RSVP and picks an answer that is accurate or changes it if it changes. Mm -hmm. And then there's the person who ignores the invite. And then there's the person, there's three types. Okay. There's the person who ignores it completely. There's the person who will respond in a way that is disingenuous. Right. And sometimes it's not even malicious. My friend Sam, Ashley knows Sam. I know Sam. Sam. And this, I, I can already tell this is going to be a classic Sam story. Oh, it is. Every Sam is so thoroughly himself that every story is a classic Sam story. <laughs> the thing with Sam is that he will RSVP yes to everything immediately, whether or not he has any intention of showing up. And also, you know, like probably in his mind, he does intend to show up, but he won't actually decide until he's confronted with like, do I go to this party right now or do I do something else? Like that's a typical. I think behavior especially when it's events like some people do it just to throw you a bone we have a friend Matt who RCPs yes just to even if he knows he can't go just because it will make the event look well attended to other people so that they are RCP yes that's true because that's the other thing we haven't mentioned is there's just so we're also fragile when you look at a, Mm -hmm. a Facebook event you also tend to look at how many people are going who's invited how many have said they can't go and then you also probably make your decision weighing that Uh, ratio out. But Kayla and I are primarily interested in the person who opens a Facebook event, looks at it, maybe assesses it, and then exits out and picks nothing. Because I would hope you all know that when you do that, Facebook puts a little faded gray scene marker. Like Mm -hmm. you have seen the invite and now the person who created it knows you saw it and you didn't respond. Mm -hmm. Whoa. It's brutal. It's mean, y'all. But Okay, Caitlin, do you do that? I would say yes, depending on how close I am to the person. Like, if I get invited to a close friend's birthday party, I immediately RSVP yes, because I prioritize that. If I had something else going on, I'll move it. (laughs) 
I love you. Good it's your friend. birthday. Good friend. If I get invited to like maybe a brunch with some people that I kind of know, kind of don't, I see it and I'm like, why'd you invite me to this? Then I might leave that one on scene or I might put a maybe. But I actually kind of think that a maybe is like weird. I'd like a maybe response to me is like, I can't decide if I feel yeah. like going to this. It does not express the ambiguity of I might have another obligation. It just sounds like Meh. Right. I don't like a maybe either. I don't yeah. like a lukewarm response. Mm -hmm. I tend to respond. I like to respond. I think I always do respond. But I can already tell if someone invites me to an event and I'm not really that close with them or I can read at least part of the name of the event, I just won't open it. Mm. So I didn't see it. I mean, I saw it, but I didn't see it. You're like, um, back when we were doing the Read Receipts episode, like people who just like look at the message preview on their lock screen and refuse to open it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Wow. Well, I remember that not working out so well for Ingrid with her messages on her lock screen. I know. I know. Ugh, throwback. <laughs> All right. So for this episode, I talked to a woman who has lived this drama. It made me like want to die. Her name is Carrie. We met her on the internet. She is very sweet. She lives in Missouri, which is where I went to school as well. So we have this bond. Carrie created an event for a friend. My best friend is getting married and I am the maid of honor. You know, I'm in charge of planning the bachelorette party. So I thought instead of doing an annoying group text all the time, I would just do like a Facebook event and everyone could comment and that kind of stuff. And she invited this woman's friends who Carrie isn't as close with. And these friends looked at her event invite, which is was an intimate group. It wasn't like 400 people. It was like six. And I was expecting everyone to like comment and be like, oh my gosh, it sounds so fun. Thank you for taking care of this. And for like two days, I just saw that they all looked at the event and like did nothing. And Carrie was so upset about this, mostly because she was just trying to be a good friend. She's the maid of honor or whatever. She has to host this thing. She needs to know what she needs to buy. I probably commented like three or four times on different things throughout like two weeks and literally got nothing. I would get girls replying to me like privately in a private message. you like, hey, that sounds good. Here's my size for this. But no one would publicly, even though it's in front of like five other girls, no one would publicly comment. Like I was literally like losing my mind. And there's only six of you. Mm -hmm. Be accountable. Yeah. I felt for Carrie. I felt for her. I feel for her too. I recently hosted my first ever bridal shower and had to corral a group of bridesmaids and it was brutal. People don't answer your questions. They ignore them. And it's like, now I've got to be the domineering maid of honor who's like, I'm the maid of honor and I'm making all the decisions. That's that's exactly what Carrie did. I gave them a cutoff date and I was like, hey, this is the last day because I have all these things. I want to like get the little goodie bags and get like matching shirts and stuff. And so I kind of need to know. And finally, like I either got privately messaged or they would say yes to the event. And that was all. So they might absolutely hate what we're doing. And I have no idea because everyone is being so crazy about it. Okay, so she was like really frustrated. Did she have any thoughts on how Facebook could alleviate her situation? Yeah, she had the best idea ever. I wonder if like Facebook had something where if they didn't reply like in a, a time schedule that you gave them, it just automatically like uninvited them. And I love it. I think like, these people yeah. an ultimatum. Yeah, the thing is that like, I think like a common theme throughout this podcast has been that people are wishy-washy, flaky babies. Us included sometimes. If product designers gave us a little bit of tough love and made us make decisions, I think we would all be better people. Agreed. Stop letting us off the hook. Agreed. Babysit me. 
Facebook. <laughs> so, Caitlin, you talked to someone who needs a babysitter. Oh, yes. I talked to Ashley's college friend. High school. Hi. We go way back. I talked to Ashley's high school friend from Chicago, John Slusar. My name is Jonathan Slusar. And she, she didn't tell me ahead of time exactly what to expect, other than that he has a reputation with Facebook events. One thing I think I've kind of grown to be uh, notorious for is either not responding to invites to events or clicking maybe, even though everyone knows like deep down that it's a no for me. And he's mostly like remorseless. He's like, yeah, I have this reputation. I just like making up my mind when I feel like making up my mind. So at certain points, like I should be comfortable enough with my friends. I can just be like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm good. Like I'm not going to go to this thing. But uh, I, yeah, I just tend to kind of duck out on events or just not reply. No one needs to know if I'm going to show up. But in truth, I'm probably not. I don't like going <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Hearing him admit that's hilarious. We even got a little personal and I asked him, you know, if you lived in New York, if Ashley invited you to her birthday party, would you roll through? And he was like, I think that would be a solid maybe for me, leaning no. I would look at who else is going though. <laughs> Damn. I think I was a little mean to him, honestly. Well, um, he just insulted me. Yeah, I was sticking up for my girl. Just yeah. kidding. I always troll the male podcast guests. So he's fine with the scene thing. Wait, can, can people tell if like I see the invite and I don't reply to it? Or is that like... Dude, hell yeah. Are you kidding? Wait, really? <laughs> I didn't know that shit. Wait, seriously? <laughs> he was like... I was under the impression like I would see it, but they wouldn't know that I saw it. And I could think, oh no, I didn't even notice it. So for someone <gasps> with like a oh. serious... Oh reputation God. for a certain Facebook behavior. He really doesn't know that much about Facebook. <laughs> oh, um, that's great. Yeah, he even has a nickname. What my friends have called me, since my last name is Lucy, I'll say like I'm uh, like exclusive instead of like elusive because it's hard to like get me to go out and do stuff. And like when I do appear, it's, I don't know, it's like some like magical weird moment or something. That's a bad nickname, but I appreciate the effort yeah. of his friends to shame him for his shitty behavior. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we just put John on blast, but his interview came after Carrie, and we really, we really identified with her. Yeah, All right. um, Team Carrie. So now we are going to. I'm very, very excited about this guest because it is someone directly from Facebook from the machine itself. My name is Aditya Kulal. He is a product manager at Facebook. For the last four years or so, I've worked on events and then more recently, local discovery. So we are going to talk to him about why Facebook has this whole scene thing, like really why. Seems like it might be ruining lives. Mm -hmm. And also how they think about language on event invites. So we'll be right back. Yippee. Hey, it's Tom Warren, Senior Editor at The Verge here. Microsoft is in an era-defining moment. It's betting on AI as the future of work, its Xbox business is going through transformational changes, and the Mac versus PC war is about to be back on. So, I'm launching a newsletter called Notepad. It'll be your inside guide to all those changes and beyond. From details on the next Xbox, to that one time every Microsoft employee named Michael appeared on a mysterious email list. Whatever is happening at Microsoft, you'll be able to read about it first in Notepad every Thursday. Go subscribe now at theverge.com forward slash notepad. Okay, we're back and we're here with Aditya Kual, a product manager at Facebook. Hello. Okay, so the time you've been on the events team, 
How often does Facebook events change? Like the language around events. Like I feel like when I was in college many years ago, it was either going or not going. And now it's like interested, um, going, or and then not sure or something. So how often are you changing that language? You know, the language itself doesn't change very often, but we do periodically make changes, like when they made the like button turn into those reactions. And that's usually motivated by some gap, I suppose, in how the product is like working for the way people want to use it. So probably the most notable change for you with Facebook events would have been, I want to say three years ago, is we sort of split the public event product from the private event product. So Facebook events, if you kind of go back even further, like if you go back to the mid 2000s, the product was built for private events. It was built for private parties, stuff that you would have used like an evite for, right? And so it kind of had the traditional, you know, invite, guest list, RSVP, going, maybe not going. It had kind of all those formalisms that you would have come to expect for an invitation to a private event online. And what we saw was that that was actually not working really well for public events. Uh, And, you know, we sort of observed this based on how people were using the product for public events and then also just, you know, interviewing a lot of people that organize public events and talking to them about the problems that they were seeing. And then talking to people who liked going to public events but didn't feel like Facebook was a great place to learn about those things. And in that process, we, we made a few design changes or decisions, I suppose, on how to better serve both private and public events. So I think to be more specific, like the language that you're talking about would be like in a private event, the options are going maybe and can't go, right? Where like can't go inherently has this expression of like regret or whatever of like, sorry, I'm sorry that I can't go. Not like I'm not going, which is the option that you can do. On yeah. A like event. the public one, I think is ignore. It's interested going or not going, but not going is in a drop down. Yeah. Language is pretty complex. There's different states in which people can be when it comes to hearing about or finding out about an event. So private event, you can't see that private event or know about that private event unless someone has invited you to it. Right. Like, because otherwise that would be like a annoying for the person putting it on that like anybody could see it. So the only way you can hear about it is through an invitation. And in that invitation process, you're given kind of the standard set of RSVP options. I think one of one of you alluded to the fact that it's not like going, maybe not going. And instead, it's can't go. That's purely because people like people don't want to say they're not going. It feels rude. And this has been corroborated by like. A bunch of research that we've done, surveys, you know, in-person research, people just feel like it's, you know, kind of an affront to say not like if I if I said like, hey, come over to my house this weekend, like I'm, you know, throwing a barbecue or like I'm having people over for drinks. And then you just respond on the phone. You're like not going. Uh, (laughs) That wouldn't really work. Um, And so that language is important there. Right. Like what you would say is like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't go. Like, even if you had no interest. And so that was just better reflecting the way people wanted to use the product, like using the language that they use themselves and communicating with their friends. And, you know, the the sort of upside of doing that is that people organizing these private events would get more declines, right? Which is great because they don't want to be like, wait, are you going to come or are you not going to come? Like, they just want to know, right? Like, it's better for them to know that you're not going to be able to make it than for them to, like, have no clue. So that was helpful for the for the private event organizer as well as the responder who like really just didn't want to be so literal. 
Well, there's also like a third type of event, which is like the public event with like a private, like a personal stake. You know, like yeah, like, like our- my friend owns a bar, and he'll be like, he'll invite me to events, and I'm like, I know you're doing this as a bar owner. Right. But I feel like it's a personal invite too. I mean like like if you have a friend who's in a play or in a band mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm invited to this Baby's All Right event, which is a public event. Nobody at Baby's All Right knows me, but my friend who's in a v- band invited, invited me you. and will actually right. look to see if I RSVP'd. Yeah, so it's not like all events are strictly private or strictly public, right? Like that's that's also kind of, you know, not as granular as what happens in the, in the real world where like there's a lot of, you know, kind of like quasi public private stuff. It's like it's like a big party. Someone rented out a bar. Anyone can show up, but not like anyone, like just, you know, anyone that like might know someone that I know. Right. So similarly, like sometimes for public events, the organizer, let's say it's like a band or a venue owner, there's like a few specific people that they really want to have come. And, you know, in that case, this invite mechanism with the ignore option may not work as well for them, but that's kind of like, it's just not as common, to be perfectly honest. Like that is more of like a rare thing than it is a, a thing that people are frequently doing. And probably, you know, if they really, really wanted you to come, the chances are they'd probably just message you directly. And that's that's actually what we hear from people who organize concerts. Like, you know, concerts are like a big, big use case for events on Facebook. And there's, you know, between like standard bands and then now increasingly over time, like DJ sets, like we talk to a lot of those people and they say themselves, like if they really want someone specific to come, they'll just like share it directly with them in a message thread. So we think that direction probably serves that specific use case better. But yeah, I mean, you can't like, you can't get a hundred percent, I think. So going back to what you were talking, when you were talking about private events, you mentioned like these event creators want a dancer, right? So they have, that's why you invented the can't go language. It's a little bit nicer. They get the answer. Everyone's happy. Uh, yeah. But the events team has left behind this kind of middle gray area of the, you can view the invite and the event creator will see that you've seen the invite, but you still don't have to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering why you left, why, why does the scene exist? It has been the source of some drama. Oh, I see. Interesting. I'm I'm curious to hear about the drama. So, yeah, the scene state on the invite, it's only available available for private events, as I think you, you know. Um, it's not for public events. And the rationale for scene state is specifically because people who organize private events, they're kind of stressed out. I don't know if you guys have like organized private get-togethers, but it's just like a stressful thing like you're you're hosting, right? You've got a lot of people that you expect to come, you're not sure if they're going to come or not. And people can be pretty lazy about responding. And what we found over time is that people who were organizing private events on Facebook felt like Facebook was not sending their invites. When I started working on events a long time ago, that was one of the most common pieces of feedback that I heard about, both externally as well as like within the company. People were like, I try to organize my private event on Facebook and no one gets my invites. And so like, you must have a bug. And then we spent a lot of time like instrumenting every kind of like step of the, you know, from when the, when the person like picks a person that they want to invite to like, it gets, you know, sent from their phone to like, our Facebook servers to like whatever process it needs to go through back down to like the push technology, push notification technology to like the other person's phone, whatever, like all that stuff end to end. And we were not dropping invites, you know, they were going through, it's just people were like, just not responding. And I think a lot of it has to do with like, it might be kind of like just a, a new way 
of how people deal with invitations to things, but if people don't feel any specific urgency to respond, they just won't respond. And a lot of people sort of increasingly make decisions about what they want to do literally like the day of or the afternoon of or the evening of. You know, they're kind of looking at this as like a sea of options. And for private event organizers, that's just like really tough. It makes them feel like the fidelity of the system is like really poor and every other thing that they could use gives them scene state to at least know that the thing got delivered. So you said you wanted to hear about the drama. Yeah, sure. We, we can okay. tell you about the drama a little. Uh, we interviewed a woman named Carrie who we found on the internet. <laughs> and she was hosting a bachelorette party, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And she invited, uh, it was like for her best friend, but the best friend had like a bunch of other friends. So she created this really intimate Facebook event. And a bunch of the women that she invited left it on scene. And this was extremely frustrating for her because she was like, I need to order, I don't know, like goodie bags and I need to order food and I need to do pajama shorts. Yeah, I need to get branded everything for this party and I have no idea who is coming. So she tried sending like Facebook messages to them Mm -hmm. and her suggestion, we were like, okay, well, what, what could Facebook do to make this maybe an easier experience for you? And she thinks that you guys should, if someone leaves the event on scene, the event should automatically uninvite them after a certain amount of time. Like yeah, they like lost their chance. Like you have 48 hours to respond and <laughs> yeah. you're out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the, I mean, I think the goal there, and this is, you know, I, I'm sure there will always be like cases where it, it didn't work out the way folks had hoped, but they're at least from our sort of follow up with people like, you know, we'll, we bring people in all the time to kind of talk to them about their experience. What people do typically in this situation is they see that someone has seen it and then they just directly message them and say like, hey, can you let me know? Because I need to like buy pajama shorts and I need to, you know, know if I need to get five or six or seven. And that usually works out for most people, uh, like just a direct follow up. Unless, of course, like, they're inviting people that like really, really, really kind of feel like, I don't even know why you invited me. Maybe those people would not be responsive to a direct reach out. But, you know, I think there's always like going to be cases where somebody didn't really know how to follow up with that information or like, you know, use it to use it to kind of like best achieve their goals. Um, Yeah, I I hope I hope her bachelorette party worked out at least. You know, the pain that comes with this, like, scene invite that is not responded to reminds me a lot of red receipt pain. Right. Because the red receipt shows that the technology worked. Like, you know for a fact they got it, and they also read it, so it's done. I was thinking that when he was talking about follow-up messages, because then it's like you also get, le- like, they could, like, see your, fo- you get, like, a yeah. read receipt for your fo- your follow-up message, and it's like... You just yeah. need to make less flaky friends, I guess. I mean, yeah, I think the, I think with, like, red receipts, too, it's the same thing with, with all of these messaging services and having red receipts. It's literally, like, you have option A, which is the sender doesn't believe the message was sent, or option B, the sender is forced to confront the fact that... The person that they message does not want to respond. Like, which one do you choose? And I think, you know, by and by large, most people are reaching out to people that will probably, you know, be amenable to like a follow-up if if they didn't like immediately respond. And so, you know, most of these products over the course of time have elected to go with option A, which is at least let the sender know that the that their technology is working and that it's not like getting dropped because. If they if they don't believe that, then they'll just stop using that technology. They'll just, you know, it'll just be like, like, imagine if like, I don't know, you can think of like a dozen of di- different examples where it's like, 
you, you perform an action and then it just kind of goes out there and you have like literally no idea what happened. You'll probably just stop using that thing. Yeah. I've just taken to now not opening events. <laughs> sure. Because yeah. I, I don't and, want and, them and to that, know that I saw it. Yeah. And, and that's like, I think that's probably appropriate if you didn't want to go. Like if, if you're getting invited to stuff that like you really have no desire to go to, then, you know, that, that seems fine, right? Yeah. While we have you on the phone, I'm just curious to settle a debate here. In mm-hmm. Facebook, is it read receipts or read receipts? I don't know. I, Dang. I don't know that every, anyone ever talks about that. I think we just call it what? scene space. Well, you have read receipts for Messenger, don't you? Yeah, but I think they also no, just call scene. that scene space. Yeah. <sighs> All right. The debate will live on. Caitlin and I very much disagree on this. Well, I would vote for, I don't know who I'm going to vote for along with here, but I think it would be read receipts. What? Ah. <laughs> it's in the past. Plot twist, because you said read receipts a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, yeah really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, did. <laughs> Language is flexible, yeah. Sweet, we're back. What, how do we feel? The big takeaway for me from this is now it's all making sense. Like you brought up red receipts earlier when we talked and how it was like kind of similar. My behavior where I was ignoring mm-hmm. the event invites totally was sort of like how people react to red receipts. And I think now I'm really seeing the parallels with the scene on the event invite and the red receipt. And I'm going back to our old episode, and I'm like, ah, I know why we have this pain now. I think the conclusion here is similar to that episode where it's like most of the anxiety that you feel around the way that people are responding to your Facebook events like pertains to how much anxiety you have around like your relationship with them in the first place. Like Carrie, I mean, with her situation, these are women that she doesn't really know. Mm-hmm. And so anything that they're doing that comes off as like cold or evasive, she's like, am I doing something wrong? You know, like John, clearly, I mean even though I do not condone his behavior, he obviously feels that his relationship with his friends is like secure enough that he can behave like a douche (laughs) and nothing will happen and there will be no consequences. And it seems like there haven't been that many other than like a little bit of a joke, a little needling here and there. I did think it was interesting how Facebook does do its research and change Mm -hmm. the wording for can't go to make it sound a little bit nicer. Like it's like at least this might, might encourage yeah, people a little to interact a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, the scene thing. I was actually very surprised to hear why they added the scene yeah, thing. Yeah, that <laughs> was... And this, again, now thinking about it with red receipts as another potential, like, as this an answer to that, maybe. Mm-hmm. It totally makes sense that Facebook's like, it's not us. Like, yeah. our tech works. <laughs> people just... Didn't believe that the yeah, limitations are going honestly, out. That's, that's so sad. That is a benefit, though, of tech. Is like if I was sending you a, a physical letter invite, you know, you would chalk it up to, oh, well, maybe it got lost in the mail. Yeah, although you might have I to believe reach back in the out. U.S. Postal Service, it is the only branch of government that I'm truly passionate okay, well, about. Okay, well, how about ghosting? Another mm-hmm. episode we've talked about where a lot of the ghosting anxiety is from what if they're dead? What if they didn't read? <laughs> what if they didn't read? What I sent, yeah. read receipts, answer that for you. Whereas like, no, the tech worked. And in fact, they actually saw it. Mm-hmm. They just didn't answer you. So the same guess, thing with the events. Yeah, I guess they are. I guess as I requested, product designers are giving us a little bit of tough love. They're like, yeah. sorry, honey, they saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and and he, Aditya really kind of had that outlook where he was like, well, we've done our research and like a lot of people will respond. And if they don't, then uh, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of the answer we got. It's like, maybe you should just make some uh, 
more solid friends. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is when I make a Facebook event, invite I invite sometimes, uh, this is changing now, but in the past, I've invited people who are a little bit more of the outliers in the group, and they're typically the seen people. And I right. expect that. I see and I'm like, I know you're not going to come. You just didn't want to say you couldn't come, and it's fine. And then you have your your solid crew who's like always going to say yes because they they are there for you. Right. I feel like we actually got a solid answer here. Like yeah. this is case closed, <laughs> solved. Yep. Boom. Put it in the filing cabinet. Yes. We're never revisiting this again. Happy birthday. <laughs> John is not invited to my birthday party. Am I? Of course. Actually, I might just do an intimate dinner this year. So. Ooh. Yeah. All right. As usual, you can email us at buttonattheverge.com. You can follow Caitlin on Twitter at K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany. You can follow me on Twitter at Ashley R. Carmen. That's the episode. Case closed. We're regular sleuths. We feel great about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Leave us a review. Okay. Yeah. Bye.